Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Eric Naline, publisher, InsideTexas.com. It's our weekly uh, episode of State of the Program. Eric and I, each and every week, talk about the, the macro issues, I guess, uh, best way to put it, around uh, Texas football and other sports as well as recruiting. Uh, Eric, you wrote a couple of uh, uh, articles this week that I thought uh, were worth really digesting uh, on a grander scale. You gave a quick update of what you saw on the offense and defense uh, so far and where we think things are at based on our sourcing and as well as attending a couple of practices, et cetera. Um, first of all, thanks for coming in. And second yeah, of all, let's start on offense and go position by position. And tell us what you've seen on the quarterbacks. Well, I think uh, Quinn is obviously a lot more comfortable than we saw him at any point last year, other than the, the the very good beginning against Alabama, and then you know OU, which really didn't pose a threat in that game. They were just you know run over the week before and had all kinds of issues. Um, you know, I don't think he lost his confidence necessarily as it, like it was a permanent thing. I think he's regained it uh, quite a bit. I think he always had it, just lost it after the hit versus Alabama and and a couple of tough outings. Uh, he's definitely a lot more composed in the pocket. He's definitely lighter on his feet. He's more athletic. Uh, that lost weight is serving him well, not just making plays with his legs, but staying, making plays and staying, keeping plays alive behind the line of scrimmage and keeping his eyes downfield. Um, he's hitting plenty of deep passes in practice, a 70-yarder the other day to Worthy. He had another long one today on the Tuesday practice. Um, and so, yeah, I think he's looking he's looking a lot better. Um, you know, I think if, if he can just be, um, you know, average for what Sark is looking for in a quarterback, they're going to make tremendous strides. Obviously, he's got more, much more talent than average, but he just needs to get a better handle on the offense and, uh, right now, I think he's demonstrating that. Hey, Eric, uh, you mentioned uh, Ewers, and I think he's obviously the, the go-to guy. A lot of people are uh, paying uh, close attention to the second-string battle. Is there a second-string battle, in your opinion, between Malik Murphy and and uh, Arch Manning? Is Arch Manning for sure going to redshirt, as some people uh, believe? What What are your thoughts at this point? Well, you know, I think he could redshirt, but he could also still be the backup in redshirt, given the four-game rule and, you know, how how close are the games Texas is in? What what is the Ewers' health look like? I don't think we'll know who the true backup is until there's a week where maybe it's known in advance that Ewers is going to be out. Um, if Texas is blowing out Rice uh, in the third quarter, I would expect Malik Mur Murphy to be the first quarterback off the bench. Uh, but if they have to prepare a full week for Alabama – uh, then all bets are off. So I don't really know who the quarterback too is. I do believe that there is a, a true battle. Um, certainly Malik and, and Archer treating it as they're co uh, competing for it. Uh, you know, that's the way it should be. But we won't know who the true backup is until it's actually tested in a real setting. Fair enough. Uh, I want to say thank you before we go on to the running backs, uh, which I think has been a big surprise, pleasant surprise for the Longhorns. Mm -hmm. I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. If you've been in a catastrophic wreck, injury in the workplace, Anything that uh, you think Adam need, can help you with, please reach out to him or visit the Lowy Law Firm, lowylawfirm.com, or call him. Uh, he's there for a free consultation, 512-280-0800. And remember, Adam and his group, they focus on results for their clients. We appreciate his sponsorship of the state of the program. Uh, Eric, like I mentioned with the running backs, we believe that, you know, they've. it's almost like a – there's been so much attention about who's leaving, right? Mm -hmm. That you forget that who's coming back and maybe that the pieces they added might be better than anticipated. Said Baxter is, is still learning, but maybe Savion Red's better than what people even thought he could be at the position. Of course, Jonathan Brooks coming back. Jaden Blue has shown some things. Your take overall on the running back spot. 
Yeah, I finished that segment off by saying I think they can win with any combination of two uh, from the five that they have, you know, obviously con uh, considering health. Uh, Brooks and Keelan Robinson have been very limited. Uh, that's opened the door for uh, for Baxter, uh, for Jaden Blue and, and Savion Red. All those guys need carries for different reasons. Uh, Savion Red's adjusting the position. Jaden Blue didn't get nearly as many last year. And, and as you mentioned, Baxter is a freshman. Um, you know, our sources are putting it as, you know, they're all pretty even. Uh, they all do different things that are good. Saving Red is very tough to tackle. If you if you've seen a picture of that guy and and kind of seen his demeanor, how how angry he plays, um, that's not surprising at all. Uh, Baxter's just a very good all around talent, and Jane Blue's running it very tough. We all know that he's uh, very fast, but he's he's showing willingness to, to run it up between the tackles. So uh, I'm feeling really confident about the platoon they have next year. I have no idea how how carries are going to break down. It's way too soon to even gather that. Uh, I do know that Jonathan Brooks and Keith Robinson are going to have three hungry guys uh, ready for snaps. Yeah, it's interesting to me um, because here's the reality. Uh, and replacing Bijan is just not going to happen. No. Right? It doesn't. I mean, Jonathan Brooks, uh, who has been a touchdown scorer in his few in the carries that he's gotten, still is not going to be Bijan Robinson. Um, and so uh, they're really looking to replace not only Bijan and his playmaking ability, but also the toughness and leadership of uh, Roshan Johnson overall. And that's a diff that that can come from a different position. It doesn't have to come from the running back spot. Even though I know you likened uh, him, Savion Red, perhaps a little to Roshan Johnson in the <laughs> fact that he's tough. He's going to fight for everything he's got. Kind of got that junkyard dog uh, yep. mentality. All right, let's move to to wide receiver. If you don't mind, Eric, sure. uh, who are the starting guys right now, uh, and who is looking good in practice that you've heard of? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, you got A.D. Mitchell and Casey Kane. I'm not sure exactly who's ahead of each other. I hear good things about each of them. That tells me that they're they're pretty evenly split on reps. Uh, Casey Kane had a good grab today, had a good grab the other day. Um, you know, he had pretty good – he had a uh, good spring ball last year, hearing he's running better routes. I think A.D. Mitchell is is maybe not an entire known to, to Texas fans, but anybody paying attention to his career at Georgia, as long as he's healthy, he is a known. Uh, I don't know who the first-team guy is there. The, you know, Sark really makes you uh, come in and, and earn that job if you had a previous guy there. Um, Whittington's at the slot behind him is a uh, very talented DeAndre Moore. And then of course you've got Xavier worthy with, uh, John T. cook, uh, right behind him. What I like about that group is, you know, if, if, if a guy's lacking concentration and has some drops, um, there's going to, they have depth now to, to replace them and, and bring somebody else in. So they're, they're, they have a legitimate two deep, even though that two of those guys are freshmen. I was talking to, uh, I believe it was Joe cook yesterday. And I told him that, that one of the things I had heard is that DeAndre Moore was quote unquote sneaky good. He's yeah. he's one of those kind of guys. And then we know that John Jonte Cook has that uh, big playability where we believe he does. Uh, you add him to that group of receivers, the two freshmen, and all of a sudden they're they're looking pretty strong. Um, one of the weak spots potentially, and some place they could look in the portal, I guess, is at tight end because uh, from reading your article, Eric, and everything I've heard as well, J.T. Standard, Sanders is the dude. I mean, there's no no question about that. But who comes after him? Gunnar Helm is next, but you don't really hear much about him in the passing game. Juan Davis is still a young, uh, still a young, undersized type guy. 
And, you know, the other guys haven't, aren't even on campus yet and that are coming in that are freshmen. They won't be here until, until summer. So um, what, what's going on at tight end outside of JT Sanders, to your knowledge? Well, you know, I was very surprised that they didn't go after a tight end in, in the transfer portal. You know, we we, uh, we attributed that to them running more 11 personnel this year. or Maybe they were, you know, staying in for Deuce Robinson or whatever. But it was surprising to me. Um, yeah, I mean, you just laid it out. We haven't heard a lot about Gunnar Helm as a, as a uh, receiver. I think his, his calling card, uh, you know, at least for this season, is going to be uh, run blocking if, when they're in 12 personnel because Sanders is going to get, you know, 95% of the, the tight end targets. Juan Davis has had a couple of good grabs. He's a good athlete. He doesn't lack talent. I think he is a little bit undersized. Uh, maybe he's not as far as long developmentally as some would like, given uh, he, that he has been in the program for a couple of years. But uh, he does have plenty of talent. They just don't have a lot of bodies there. Got it. Um, I would. I, I think they're going to look at the portal. Going to have to. Yeah, uh, yes, it made perfect sense during the last uh, the last window. I thought there were some guys worth looking at. I, I was I was uh, surprised I didn't. Yeah, I, I think I think the Deuce Robinson factor was 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 there. Um, they wanted to leave that open. Uh, not that Deuce Robinson has made his decision or something, and we don't know it. Uh, it's just that uh, that's playing out a little bit longer. Uh, Eric, uh, next piece, offensive line. Uh, you wrote, um, actually, in the defensive line, defensive section, you wrote uh, something that I thought was a tremendous uh, hat tip to the offensive line at Texas. You were talking about the Texas edge guys maybe not getting enough pressure against the first team of the Texas offense. And when you said that, you go, well – that could be considered, but that's happening because they're going up against the best tandem in the Big 12 in Christian Jones and Kelvin Banks. We believe they're set and doing well at tackle. The The conundrum thus far has been on the interior, uh, what they're doing with DJ Campbell, uh, what they're doing with uh, Neto Umiozulu, uh, Malik Ogbo, even uh, uh, Jake Majors, and when, when what happens when Cole Hudson comes back. Yeah, you know, the, the only question at tackle is who would be that third tackle. You know, it's probably going to be Cam Williams. Uh, Neto Umizulo's got some looks there as well. Um, but, you know, as far as starters go, they, you know, it's going to be the best uh, set of tackles Texas has had in 20 years, 15 years, whatever it is. Um, yeah, the interior still provides a lot of intrigue. There's a no number of combinations they can work. And because Cole Hudson's been out, obviously he was a 13-game starter as a true freshman. It's hard to know exactly how it's going to play out come August. Uh, he'll be back perfectly healthy then. I tend to think that they're doing all they can to get DJ Campbell ready. Uh, I think they could throw Hudson at the center uh, at the center competition with uh, Jake Majors. It's, they seem to want to always get bigger there if they can. I think Majors is going to be very tough for Hudson to unseat, uh, given that Hudson has missed spring ball. You know, that's a tough position to play. He's got all the ability to play it physically and mentally, uh, but you do need to create some muscle memory at the position. And I, you know, Hayden Connor and Neto Umizulu, I have no idea how that's going to play out. Again, it's really tough to unseat a 13-game starter. Uh, but Umil Zulu presents a tough, tough challenge for Connor because he's so, so talented. And I, I think, um, you know, Umil Zulu to me is, is athletic enough to play tackle. Uh, that tells you he's plenty enough, plenty athletic enough to play guard. Where, uh, I, hey, Eric. Yeah. Who's coming on? Like, you, you know, you and I talk about this all the time. Like there's, there's tears. Yeah. People, are, people are moving up the next rank. Mm -hmm. Is, is Umil Zulu the guy that's, that's the closest to moving up the next rung or is it Cam Williams or is it a little bit of both of those guys? Yeah, I think all, all three of the guys between those two and, and DJ Campbell, you know, show the talent to be the next guy to be a, you know, a surefire starter, but nobody's really taking advantage of it. You know, I think they're still, uh, their head's still swimming a little bit. They're still not as consistent as they need to be. Uh, and, and, you know, they are trying to unseat uh, people that have played there, played a lot of snaps already, and it's tough to do. If, now, if, um, you know, under, under different circumstances, previous offensive lines, all these guys would be getting ready to start. You know, we'd say they're all getting ready to go. Uh, but Cam Williams is going to beat out Jones. 
And, you know, Connor's not going to be a pushover there. Umizula's going to have to come out and take it. I, I do think he's got a chance to be the uh, September starter. Uh, I don't know that for sure. And then, you know, DJ Campbell, it's, it's going to come back to Cole Hudson, whether or not they want him at center or at guard. Got it. All right. Speaking with Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. If you don't uh, subscribe to InsideTexas.com, you don't know what you're missing. Uh, every article, every day, uh, covering uh, any number of topics. Uh, football, we've got, uh, you know, X's and O's. We talk X's and O's. We talk uh, scuttlebutt with inside the team. Uh, talk about what players are doing best work. We look at the future opponents. Anything and everything uh, that to do with uh, Texas football and recruiting uh, inside Texas is on top of. Uh, let's go to the defense now, Eric, and, and talk a little bit about that. Uh, you started your article with the defensive tackles in saying that basically there's a four-man first rotation, which is not unlike what we suspect, expected. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Right, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, the four guys that played last year in addition to Keandre Coburn and Moro Ojemo. You know, last year they had the luxury of being six deep. Right now they're four deep looking to get six deep again. Uh, Tavondre Sweat is having a good camp. Uh, I think it's, you know, been widely reported. He had that uh, interception on screen pass the other day. Uh, you know, Byron Murphy's as steady as they get. Uh, the, I think the big news there is, and I, I don't want people to get too excited here because we've heard it before, but Alfred Collins is, is having a very good camp and looking very consistent. You know, the one reason I buy a lot of stock in that um, is we're hearing it from a few different people, but also it's his contract year. You know, it's, he wants to go out like uh, Keandre Coburn and, and, uh, and Moro Ojimo, and of course he has more talent than both those guys. So he saw what happened with those guys NFL stock, and, and the same can happen with him if he buys into what Bo Davis is teaching. And then Vernon Broughton, slow and steady, is, is improving. Uh, he's going to play a whole lot this year. Uh, you know, it's you know I think he's got to still learn the fundamentals, playing low, but you know he's got good feet and quickness, and and you know he's better than the average. Uh, not, not better than the average defensive tackle necessarily, but he has more upside than the average defensive tackle in the league. Uh, so now, now that uh, the, the, the problem is finding out who's going to be next. Aaron Bryant um, is somebody they think they can trust in run, run down situations. Uh, they're trying to Bledsoe there. Uh, Bledsoe actually uh, mimicked uh, Tavondre Sweat with, a, with an interception from the interior in practice today. Haven't reported that one yet. He apparently had a layout for it. Uh, I think he's going to be, when Aaron Bryant goes out for, uh, for pass situations, Dre Bledsoe might be the guy that comes in. Uh, Sadir Mitchell, the young freshman, also there, more of a run stopper uh, at this point. So you've got a, a group of guys that are interesting in and of themselves. Uh, yeah. But as a, as a collection, they might make uh, some real hay this year. The one thing I would say um, uh, to all of that, I keep hearing Aaron Bryant's name more and more than I do mm. Vernon Broughton at this time. Really? Uh, yeah. And so if there, there could end up being a, a rush for that fourth spot, potentially. Potentially. Not, not, not as of right now, but – uh, just put that up, put that out there. All right. Next group, uh, the edge guys. I want to talk about those guys because after Baron Sorrell, and I thought you put this really well in your article, he, he's a known, mm -hmm. um, and you know, he's good. You don't, you don't think he's great, but you know, he's good and he's getting better. Um, I saw that the very first two practices, he's just becoming more and more of a man. Every time you, you see him, uh, on the field. The opposite side is the huge question. And uh, Justice Finkley is first there. 
but you have guys like Jamon Tapp and Ethan Burke also uh, trying to, to run it down at the buck. So what, what are your thoughts on those two edge guys? Well, you know, I think Finkley gets the the nod over the other two just because he's, you know, more uh, more reliable versus the run. You know, that's the first thing you got to do in this defense and really any defense is, is stop the run. Uh, and there's ways that you could sub in the guys that have uh, more pass rushing upside, which Burke and Tap both have. Uh, now it's going to get interesting if Tap and Burke start playing the run with enough consistency that, that makes the, co- the coaches feel comfortable uh, to play them on first and second down. Uh, Burke, I think, still needs to have to get, get stronger, uh, get, need to add more weight. Um, you know, he's, he had a very good practice again today. We've heard that a couple times uh, today as a pass rusher. Uh, he probably is the best pra- pass rusher they have there right now. Uh, that's not to say he has more upside than, than Jamon Tapp. Tapp could be a guy that would be a three-down uh, buck for them. I think that's what the whole hope is long-term. I'm just not sure how soon he can get there. Uh, of course, Baron Sorrell, yep, he's steady. He's uh, hard work since the day he arrived at Texas, and it shows up on the field. As you mentioned, he looked better. We ha- it, it had only been a couple months since we hadn't seen him, and he already looked better. Um, you know, behind him, you still have Bledsoe working there. He's working inside and outside. Chris Ross is working inside and outside. I think we're going to see Ross play more Jack uh, as opposed to interior, uh, where I think Bledsoe will be the inverse of that. Um, and then you've got uh, Colton Vosick. You know, a lot of people are excited about Colton. I think it's still a little a little early uh, to, to expect much from him just because he's a true freshman. Uh, but I don't think it's going to take him too long. I think he can be – uh, I think he'll start making plays at, at, as, as a sophomore at the latest. But I do expect him to play this season. Got it. So – it's the same thing. We, we can beat this to death, uh, right? There, we got one. We need to know who the other is. Mm-hmm. That's basically that's basically what we're talking about. And it can come from a collection of those individuals. It could be from the portal. Yeah. Um, every, every position that has a question has a number of answers. We just don't know. It's multiple choice, and we don't know which one it is. We're just, we, we could just guess C every time and color in our Scantron. But uh, right now, we're, we're trying to figure that out. That's, what the, that's the fun part of spring is trying to figure out who's consistently improving. I, I agree with that. That's a that's a great analogy, in my opinion. All right, linebacker. It's Jalen Ford and and Jet Bush at this point, or is it Jalen Ford and David Benda at this point? Uh, no, it's Jalen Ford with uh, Jet Bush behind him and Leona LaFowle behind him at Mike. So Leona's okay. coming on. Jet Bush is playing a lot at Mike, uh, but obviously that's Jalen Ford's position. When the coaches feel you know ultimate trust in the player, they tend to not play him as much as they they need to, or, or as much as they they you know would would in a uh, in season. Uh, they want to get bring the other guys along and develop them as fast as they can. Leona LaFowle is getting a lot of reps. Uh, at the other side, yeah, it is Benda still in front. Maurice Blackwell is right there. And um, and Anthony Hill, of course. Uh, but, you know, they're playing all those. So they don't have the same trust in Benda that they have in Ford. So all three of those guys are getting a lot of reps. And, you know, depending on the practice, I'm hearing good things about each one of them. Uh, you know, there's again, it's another que- it's another position with questions, but it does have multiple uh, possible answers. Uh, they're very high on Hill's upside. They're, they're throwing the book at him and trying to, to you know, trial by fire. Uh, you know, Blackwell's just, you know, pure football player, knows how to find the ball, just a little undersized. And, you know, I keep hearing good things about Benda being locked in and, and understanding uh, what the run game is trying to do to him uh, way better than previously. You, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking this, and I'm going to move on to cornerbacks in, in the star position now, uh, Eric, because a lot of those guys uh, are interchangeable in some ways. Uh, when Texas signed uh, Gavin Holmes, the corner out of uh, Wake Forest, a lot of people were like, who is that? Mm-hmm. He, he was like the most unknown guy, right? In, in yeah. some ways, not the most, but one of the unknown, unheralded uh, portal guys. Yet Texas went straight after him. Terry Joseph made no bones about it, went right away and offered him uh, and came away with a commitment. And you, in your article, say that it looks like he's really close to nailing down uh, the field corner 
uh, starting position, the, the transfer from Wake Forest. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, he's doing well sticking with uh, Worthy. You know, I don't know where they had another long catch today. I don't, I don't think that was on Holmes. But, yeah, he's he's got the best uh, pure cover traits in the program right now. Um, you know, that's not surprising. Malik Muhammad will probably be uh, second after him, but he's a true freshman. Malik had a good day today, too, I heard. Um, yeah, they're just, they're just loaded at corner. And, you know, I think if, if Gavin locks that down, uh, then we'll see. And right now they're not really playing boundary and field. They're both playing – all the corners are playing both sides. They're getting a little taste of, of everything. Uh, that'll give you versatility and it's cross-training for if, if there's injuries arise during the season. Uh, but I think if Holmes locks down field corner, it makes a lot of sense that Taren Brooks and Terrence Brooks and Ryan Watts will play uh, more in the boundary and compete there with, you know, the, the probably Brooks, I think, would be the number three corner in the program uh, if he can unseat Watts. But, you know, that, that's good. That's good practice for Brooks because that's going to be his, his position in 2024 most likely. And then if you uh, include Star, we have to talk about Austin Jordan. I always hear good things about him, good work ethic. Um, good enough cover traits for Nicholas, they think, uh, physical. And he's also cross-training at corner. So they're deep. You know, they've got five, really six. Xavier and Bryce, I've heard, uh, could play this year if they had to. Maybe it wouldn't be ideal, but, but you know, they wouldn't be afraid to throw them out there if they, if they needed to. Um, safety. Uh, Jaron Thompson, a lot like, in so many ways, very similar to Jalen Ford, right? He's, he's the, the veteran. He knows what he's doing. Yep. Doesn't need a lot of reps. However, uh, there's not very much depth behind him. Uh, Keaton Crawford, uh, you feel like he's making some strides possibly? Well, I think it's important to have Jaron out there a lot more than it is Jalen because, you know, he is trying to bring Keaton Crawford along and, and build that comfort zone. Uh, and we're, But we're hearing a lot you of – Try to create that, that tandem. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, you know, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Jalen Catalan and his entry history. Uh, you know, it feels like the, the, the Kool-Aid's running uh, pretty heavy here, uh, but Keaton Crawford's having a good camp. He is he's, – he's, the game is slowing down, and the, the way that I buy into that is, uh, you know, we're hearing that he's actually back there communicating and, and barking out calls himself, and that's when I really started feeling comfortable about the secondary last August is when I started hearing about all the communication in the secondary. Uh, and Keaton Crawford is out there calling out plays. Uh, that's a good sign because if, if you're not calling it out, you're probably wondering what the hell's going on to begin with. Uh, but he seems like he's uh, he's got his focus in. He's very good in man coverage is what we're hearing, and that's to be expected from the former uh, corner. Speaking with Eric Nolene, publisher, InsideTexas.com. That's a breakdown of the offense and the defense. Uh, before we move on, I, I want to say one thing. Uh, we mentioned about the portal incoming possibilities. Uh, you know, the Texas is going to – there's going to be some portal outgoing possibilities yep. uh, this this uh, spring. So uh, it's not a one-way street, uh, and we do expect that, but naming names right now, uh, and talking about that kind of stuff doesn't do anybody uh, in the program or outside of it any good. So there's no reason to, to kind of create any kind of conjecture there. Uh, but I do want to mention it. All right, um, Eric, one last thing I want to ask you uh, before we get going. Uh, Texas named Rodney Terry, uh, the new basketball coach, on Monday afternoon. Uh, we're taping this late Tuesday uh, for Wednesday publication. Uh, your thoughts on the move and decision by Chris Del Conte uh, to name Rodney Terry, the new men's basketball coach. 
Well, I think he earned it. You know, it's uh, first and foremost, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's going to succeed at Texas. Nobody does. Uh, we don't know really, you know, most very few coaches are a sure thing. Uh, but I do think uh, he's got the benefit of this momentum that maybe Chris Beard started, but he certainly continued uh, well more, uh, way more than I think anybody expected. Uh, so he earned it. And that, and he did, you know, he kept this momentum going and now he's got a chance to build on it. I think, um, you know, I think, I think a lot of things get lost in these guys that are, are keeping a good thing going. Uh, it's, it's a huge benefit to, to keep it going rather than having to rebuild. He had to rebuild Fresno State. He had to rebuild UTEP. It's a lot easier to step in like Lincoln Riley did at, at Oklahoma or Ryan Day uh, at Oklahoma State. I'm sorry I have to go to football to make this uh, analogy, but I don't know the basketball versions of it. Um, but I, I think he, he earned it. The players uh, bought in. The donors bought in. Every donor I've talked to about it says they think he's a wonderful man. They think that he um, they, they, they feel like the, the university owes a little loyalty to him for what he did for the school. Uh, during a very difficult time. Uh, everybody's super excited about it. I think the way that that team played, the culture, uh, they demonstrated the toughness, the defense first. Um, I think that that was positive signs for what he had going on in the locker room. And, you know, recruiting, he's always going to get the players he needs. Um, you know, he can he's a great recruiter himself. Texas is going to recruit well. Uh, the Moody Center is going to recruit well. So I don't have any issues there. Uh, player development, that's a bit of a, bit of a question mark uh, for me. But I don't know much about the sport. I just know that he uh, he deserved it. You know, you don't give people what you want. You give them what they deserve. Yeah. And and I think so, Eric, I, I almost agree with you 100 percent on this. Um, I would go one one step further. I mean, you know, it, it's the only issue I have is that Chris Beard did not take Texas to the mountaintop. So it's not like Bill Walsh is succeeded by George Seifert. Right. Yeah. So it's not yeah. it's not you're going from. Yeah. Um, a champion to another guy that just needs to keep Joe Montana intact. Um, it, it is a little bit harder job because in college basketball, there is such turnover yep. in players. And so there is roster construction, not just with uh, ancillary players like in the NFL, but with the key players. Sure. Uh, and so that that is the one piece that I, I am concerned with is uh, not necessarily recruiting, uh, but roster management and how do you go out and make sure you get a Serge Jabari Rice after you already have Tyrese Hunter? Right. You know what I mean? Because that was really that yep. was the the maybe the unknown key to last season is everybody knew Tyrese Hunter and his ability coming in from Iowa State. Why did they need another guard? Well, they needed another guard because Serge Jabari Rice was better than the other guys, kind of. You know, and so yeah. I think that's where uh, I get the I, I that's where it's a nuance from recruit recruiting, right? I mean, it's just a little, little bit different and it is different also as the head man making those decisions, as opposed to the, to a guy that is just trying to impact those decisions. All right. Uh, thank you to Adam Lowy of the Lowy law firm for sponsoring the show. Uh, we appreciate, appreciate him. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on this week at inside Texas. Uh, the Longhorns uh, back at practice on Thursday, we'll have a Steve Sarkeesian availability. At that, at that point, uh, a lot of stuff going on. Eric also will be posting some more uh, uh, team notes, I think, from uh, Tuesday's practice as well. Make sure you check that out uh, when you get a chance. Thank you to Adam Lowy uh, at the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texans uh, for more than a decade now. Uh, he is a guy that uh, if you get injured on the job, injured in a car wreck accident, major incident, give him a shout, 512-280-0800, or get a free consultation at LoweyLawFirm.com. For Eric Nalim, I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been this week's episode of State of the Program. Thank you for watching.
For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.